0: What's going on, everyone? It's Cole Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the Movies Podcast, episode 104. It's part one of the 2023 Oscars special. We're going to be talking about the picks and predictions, the final picks and predictions that I have for uh, this year's nominees. And of course, next week, we're going to break it down in the recap in part two. But for this one alone, we're going to be talking about just the picks and predictions, the final picks and predictions, because we did our picks and predictions uh, a couple of, about a month ago, a couple of months ago, and a lot has changed since then. We've had the uh, WGAs, we've had the DGAs, and we've had the BAFTAs, we've had the SAG Awards, and races have changed. Uh, the game's been mixed up, and I've changed my mind on a few things when it comes to these nominees, so... It's gonna be breezy. It's gonna be pretty breezy. So don't strap in, but like grab a grab a beverage. I don't know. Get ready. Um it's gonna be pretty breezy. We're just gonna go through the nominees once again, well for the last time this year. We're gonna go through the nominees and I'm gonna give you my picks, what I think should win, and uh my prediction of what I think will win on the night. The Oscars are on the thirteenth of March, this coming Monday, next Monday. Uh, in Australia, if you're in, in America, it's, it's on Sunday, the March 12th. But in, in Australia, it's on March 13th, and I think it's still going to be on Channel Seven. I need to double check that, but I think it's still going to be on like um, their streaming service, Channel Seven Plus, or something. I get it once a year, and it's for the Oscars, and uh, <laughs> I've got to I've got to download it again. And uh, um, just want to let you know before we get into these picks and predictions as well. Again, I have not seen everything. I haven't had time to get around to everything again. It happens every year. Uh, there's always going to be ones that are left out that I just didn't watch, that I get it, didn't get around to watching. So um, sorry about that. And um, I just won't have any opinions on them. I just won't um, talk about them. Um, some are in major categories. Some are in not so major categories. Um, and when it comes to ones I didn't watch, the short film section and the documentary short section, I just, I never get around to it. Um I have seen uh ice merchants the animated short but i they haven't seen the other ones so i i really don't think i should i really don't have anything to say in uh those categories so I'll just leave those ones out for now if you do want to see what people think about uh the short film and the documentary short section um I'm sure there are other people out there that have. Uh, those opinions and that can help you out with that. But um, unfortunately, I'm just not the person for that. I just, again, I just never get around to it. And um, some of these are not available. Some are, and it's just a whole, it's a whole mixed bag. So uh, I'm going to be just talking about kind of the major categories. We'll still talk about the technical categories as well, but really kind of the major categories of the night and um, give you my thoughts on those. So we're going to start with uh, visual effects. So, the visual effects nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. Um, Now, it's going to be Avatar. Um, There's no really... If Avatar is going to win an award on this night, it's going to be for visual effects. But really, my pick would be The Batman. It would be Top Gun, like, kind of runner-up as well. But really, my pick would be The Batman. Um, really great visual effects in that movie. But um, like I said, is that if Avatar is going to win an award on that night, it's definitely going to be for visual effects. So my prediction is going to be Avatar The Way of Water. My pick is Batman, and my prediction is Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, moving on to sound, I have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. Um, once again... I'm going to go with the Batman for sound, but I think it's going to go to Top Gun Maverick. Um, yeah, I really, really love the sound design of the Batman. I just love the Batmans. All of the Batman's technical filmmaking like really impressed me. So my pick is going to be the Batman, but I think it's going to go to Top Gun Maverick. So prediction, Top Gun Maverick uh, for sound. And once again, can we just talk about how this is just broken up into... This is now condensed into one category, which I think is just fucking bullshit. Like, there is a a distinct difference between mixing and editing, and it's not really that hard to um, distinguish those two, like, apart. You can pick out what is edited, and you can pick out when it's mixed. And especially, like, the Academy. Like, god damn. It's an integral... Both of those parts of sound are an integral part of filmmaking. And if you're not... Gonna acknowledge that. Uh, then this, this is this is my complicated relationship with the Oscars. Like I hate them. I think they're stupid. So arbitrary. But I still fucking every year. It's my Super Bowl every year. I I sit around the TV. I my notebook out and I do all this shit. Um, so fun. Such a fun process. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still mad about that. I really don't like how they condensed uh, the, the categories of sound into just one category of just sound. Like. How fucking... This is so disrespectful. I'm not a fan of that. Um, okay, moving on to production design. Uh, we have Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fablemans. Uh, now, my pick is going to be for Babylon. Um, I think it had really great production design, as much as I thought the movie was bonkers as dick. um. I really enjoy the production design. Damon Giselle and his collaborators always nail it with his production design on his movies. Um, so I think it'll go... Also, I think it will go to Babylon too. So my pick is Babylon, and my prediction is Babylon for production design. And uh, moving on to costume design now, um, we have Babylon, we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever, we have Elvis, we have Everything Everywhere All at Once, and we have Mrs. Harris, goes to Paris. Um, this could be another one that could go to Babylon. Personally, though, I would give it to Shirley karata for everything, everywhere, all at once with her costumes. Uh, but I I do think it'll either go to Babylon or Elvis. Um, I don't think they'll give it to Roof Carter again for Black Panther Wakanda forever. I just don't think they'll do that. And it could, uh, it could go to Babylon, but I'm going to stick with my guns and I'm going to say, pick everything, everywhere, all at once. And dude, I'm going to say it. I'm going to predict everything, everywhere, all at once for costume. Um, yeah, big, big words, big statements coming out here. But uh, that's, I, that's what I think. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to go like that. Okay, makeup and hairstyling. All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis and the Whale. Uh, as much as I love the makeup and hairstyling in the Batman, again, great. Uh, my pick and prediction is the whale. Um, what they did for Brendan Fraser and the whale, they, al- they also recently released, this must've been for the campaign, but they, uh, recently released the whole process of getting Brendan Fraser into that, um, or into those pr- prosthetics for the film. And it looked like a very long and arduous process. And, uh. But it it looks really good on film. It looks really good on film. And uh, so, yeah, I think as much as it might go to Elvis as well for how Austin Butler looks, I mean, I haven't seen Elvis personally, but um, it could. Uh, Colin Farrell's prosthetics in The Batman. He looks fantastic in The Batman. Uh, But I think pick and prediction is uh, the whale for makeup and hairstyling. Um. Film editing as well. I don't know why I'd mixed it up because the way they have it here on the Oscars website is very fucking mixed up. But even I am mixing all these awards up as well, which is I'm just losing track of everything. Because, um, yeah, it just looks so weird, but I'm just trying to follow a, a flow that I can get, get into. Uh, for film editing, we have Banshee's of Sharon. We have Elvis. We have everything everywhere all at once. We have Tar and we have Top Gun Maverick. Um, Much as I... S- uh recently in the uh, most recent podcast i just did that i just released uh yesterday i talked about my love for the editing in tar um monica willis um i said i think i said willis in the podcast and i think it's willie um or Willie, um but her editing in tar really uh was outstanding to me on that second watch but if we're going to be real here it's never a it never the oscars never award the best editing they just award the most editing And the most editing is everything, everywhere, all at once. So I think it'll go to Paul Rogers. And I'm not going to discount that man's work. I'm not going to discount the man's work for his work on the film um, because I just recently listened to an episode of Art of the Frame where he was on talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. And um, it was a very fascinating conversation. And it sounded like it was a lot of work because people had to work over Zoom at a lot of certain things as well with the visual effects as well. I was actually surprised that they weren't in for visual effects. Um but that, that's when the nominees originally came out. Um, and that's a story for another day. But uh, yeah, I think it'll go to everything, everywhere, all at once. My pick is everything, everywhere, all at once. My prediction is everything, everywhere, all at once for film editing. All right, music. Uh, original song first. Let's do that first. Original song. Uh, we have applause from Tell It Like a Woman. We have Hold My Hand um, by Lady Gaga and Top Gun Maverick. We have Lift Me Up from Rihanna, from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We have Natu Natu, R-R-R, from M.M. Karavani. And This Is A Life, From Everything, Everywhere, All At Once, by David Byrne and Mitski. Um, I really like the song, From Everything, Everywhere, All At Once. This Is A Life, it's a really nice song. Um, I haven't seen R-R-R yet, but I've heard Natu Natu is the event of the year, so um, I am keen to see it. I just... I want to see it in its original Telugu language. There's, there's, I know it's on Netflix, but that's in Hindi, and there could be a danger of like dubbing and not really getting the full picture of the film. So I've just been told to watch it in Telugu, and I, I, I currently don't have a way to watch it in its original uh, language. So I, um, I'm hoping for like a, like a, like a re-release in cinemas. So I would love to watch it in the cinema as well, because um, I, I have yet to see RRR, and people. Uh, People are loving it. Other people think it's a bit overrated, but a lot of people are loving it. And I would love to experience that with a crowd. But unfortunately, uh, we just haven't had a re-release of it. And I, didn't, I don't even think... I think only Sydney got the release for RRR. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it, they're giving a, a re-release at all. Um, but I've heard Natsu Naruto Natsu is really good. Like a banger of a song. And... Uh, I would go with that. Are they going to re- perform that at the Academy Awards as well? I'm not too... I think... Because I think they are performing this as a life at the Academy Awards. I know that because A24 put that up in their Instagram. Um, Rihanna's definitely going to be doing Lift Me Up. And Lady Gaga, of course, is going to be doing Hold My Hand. Um, I've never heard of Applause From Tell it Like A Woman. I just... I don't know. Apparently, this Diane Warren gets in there like every year. There's always going to be one song that they like. Um, that these other academy members like. So, I, I, I don't know who that is though. I'm not too sure. Um, completely blank. <laughs> um, I don't think it'll go to hold my hand. There's a possibility it could go to lift me up. Um, just for that black panther love. Um, but it also could go. This is a life. It, this is a toughy one. This is a tough one. Wasn't as tough when I first looked at it, but now that I am looking at it and having these kind of uh, final thoughts on it. It's a tough one. Um, but if I'm going to go with by heart, I'm going to go with Natu Natu. Um, and I think... I'm going to go with Lift Me Up from Black Panther. My prediction is going to be Lift Me Up from Black Panther. Um, there's a lot of love for RRR, but I, just, I think the Academy slips on a lot of these things. And... I just don't think it'll get the recognition that people want the song to get uh, because the Academy, they fuck up in a lot of places and sometimes song is one of them. Um, a lot of times song is one of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Or maybe R. that is the one thing that that film will get from the night, even though it only got nominated in this category. Um, People were really expecting that to be nominated for international feature, perhaps even best picture. But uh, this is the only thing I got nom- nom- nominated in. But this is the only thing I got nominated in. So, uh, yeah. Pick, Natu, Natu, prediction, lift me up from uh, Rihanna. And original score we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Volker Bertelmann, Babylon, Justin Hurwitz, Banches of Innocent, Carter Burwell, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, Sun Lux, and the Fablemans, John Williams. Do not give it to John Williams for the Fablemans. That is a boring score. Sorry, John. Not a real legend, but boring score. I didn't. I barely recognized it from the Fablemans. Just don't give it to just because it's John Williams. Just don't give it to John Williams because it's John Williams. Just don't. Um, I really like the score from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Unlocks the score. Um, but my pick would be Justin Hurwitz's score for Babylon. I love that score. I love all the songs from that uh movie. I've been playing them a lot and loving what I'm hearing. So, uh, I'm going to go with uh, my pick, Babylon, Justin Hurwitz, but my prediction. My prediction? I could do this. My prediction is Justin Hurwitz of Babylon. (laughs) I I, I just think that that will go that way. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go both pick and prediction, Babylon, Justin Hurwitz right documentary feature film we have All That Breathes All The Beauty And The Bloodshed Fire Of Love A House Made Of Splinters and Navalny um, now this one again I haven't seen any of these nominees but now I have a chance to see All The Beauty in The Bloodshed I'm pretty sure I have a chance um, I think it's playing at Glendale if I'm not mistaken, and Fire of Love is on Disney Plus, so I've been wanting to watch Fire of Love for a while. I just haven't gotten around to it. But both Fire and Love and the Volney are from last year's Sundance Film Festival, and I think the Volney actually took away the award from that festival. So it might go down to a Volney. I think that's one to look out for. But um, I think my pick and prediction is going to be Fire of Love. Um, I think it's got a lot of love. It's got a lot of support people really love it, people have been talking about it a lot recently, especially on social media, and I just think it could be, it, it'll be that, that is going to be the winner. And I just think that is going to be the winner on the night. Um, uh, I've heard really good things about All the Beauty and the Bloodshed as well, um, but uh, I just haven't I, haven't, I haven't heard the same response that people have been giving uh, Fire of Love, and especially the uh, the volcanic cinematography as well. Um. In, in the uh, in the feature so yeah pick a prediction fire of love for documentary feature film uh cinematography no it's not that we're not getting there yet uh cinematography we have all quiet on the western front james friend bardo false chronicle of a handful of truths darius congee we have elvis mandy walker empire of light roger deacons and Tar. Florian Hoffmeister. Now, you guys know from the previous podcast that I really think that Florian Hoffmeister should get this for Tar. Um, Those one takes, that Juilliard scene, um, everything in the movie. It's fantastic. Um, Now, Dark Horse here could be Elvis, Mandy Walker for Elvis. Um, Again, I haven't seen Elvis. I've got my thoughts on it. but, um, But they also could just give it to industry veteran Roger Deakins for Empire of Light. Even though... I even I, I've even heard in that movie his cinematography is boring, and it's not that great, um, uninspiring as well. I've heard a lot of things about that movie, just just a lot of things about that movie. Just have not good at not very good at this. Um, Bardo could be one to look out for as well. We have some good things about the cinematography in Bardo. Um, there was nothing that was striking to me about the cinematography in Au on and the Western Front. Yes, it looked good, but there's nothing really striking to me, from the cinematography and all quadriments Western front. So, my pick is going to be Tar, Florian Hofmeister for Tar, but my prediction, here's my prediction, this is going to be a big one. My prediction, I think is going to be Darius Congee for Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. Um, now, it could be controversial, could be a very controversial statement, what I just said, but I just think they'll go with that um, that film even though people are going to look at that um, and say like oh that's that's just uh, emmanuel best Lubez- and emmanuel labeski when it, it's not it's a different it's a, it's a different cinematographer but he has worked with alejandro g Ineritu before and um i guess they kind of would look the same that cinematography did look really uh, emmanuel labeski-esque but, um, Darius Conji is the uh cinematographer for that film, so yeah, pick Florian Hoff, Master Fittar, as you guys know. And my prediction is Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. All right, let's get on to animated feature film. Uh, our nominees are Guillermo de Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel de Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Uh, now. Again, in my last podcast, I did talk about Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. I also talked about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. They're phenomenal. Um, But now my pick, my pick would be just because of animated, if we're talking animated, because if we want to argue about animation and live action stuff, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, yes, is animated um, and in stop motion, but there's a lot of live action aspects to it. If we want to fully... If a, f- a film that really showcased what you can do with animation and how imaginative and creative you can be with animation uh, that I've seen from these nominees was hands down Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. So my pick would be Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, but my prediction, it's, and I think it's just going to happen, my prediction is going to be Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, as much as I would love to see it go to pull and Boots, it'd be great to see that, but um, it will go to Guillermo Toro's Pinocchio. That is my prediction for that one. And now we are getting to the big ones. Writing adapted screenplay. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front screenplay by Edward Berger, Leslie Patterson, and Ian Stokel. Glass, Onion, and Knives Out Mystery, written by Ryan Johnson. Living, written by Kazuo Ishiguro. Top Gun Maverick, screenplay by Aaron Kruger and Eric Warren Singer. Christopher McQuarrie, story by Peter Craig and Justin Marks. And Women Talking, screenplay by Sarah Polley. Um, my pick is going to be Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. And my prediction is going to be Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. I think it'll clean there. Um there was nothing really that stood out to me about the Top Gun Maverick screenplay. You guys saw my reaction when we watched that live. I I, I was baffled by that <laughs> by by that not being there. By that being there. Um not knocking on the story, I just don't I just it wasn't the thing that stood out to me in that film. I, I do like, La- like Glass like Lars in screenplay. Again, I have not seen Women Talking, so I can't I don't have any thoughts on it, but I will be watching this uh this weekend. And who knows, my thoughts could change on uh, that. And a lot of people are saying women talking could be that thing, that 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 one that gets in there. But my pick and prediction is Glass Onion and that Mystery. Moving on to original screenplay, we have The Banshees of Inner Sheeran, written by Mark McDonough. We have Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, written by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, a.k.a. The Daniels. The Fablemans, written by Steven Spielberg and Tody Kushner. Tar, written by Todd Field and Triangle of Sadness, written by Ruben Osland. Um now, this is w- this is a tough un- another tough one. I don't think it's gonna be a failed so we cross that out. Triangle of Sadness has a good screenplay, and I really liked it, but I th- I think cross it out still. Tar cross that one out too. It's between Banshees of Venicearin and Everything Everywhere All At Once. And I think that Daniels picked up the WGA, I'm pretty sure. Um if I'm not mistaken, they picked up the WGA. Um, looking at the WGA winners, yeah, um, Everything ever at Once picked up a best original screenplay and, yeah, I talked about it before, Women Talking picked up adapted screenplay. So, that could have changed that race as well. I'm still picking, I'm still staying with what I thought about adapted screenplay, but, I, my pick, I would love for this to go to Banshee's Um because I really, really loved that screenplay and, um. The, the writing, the characters, everything in that movie, fantastic, um, especially on page. But here it is. My prediction is going to be Everything Everywhere All at Once um, by the Daniels. I think they have the momentum. Um, they also won the DJ, I'm pretty sure, as well. So we'll get, we'll get the director in a second. but And I wouldn't be mad about this at all. I would not be mad about this at all. I loved Everything Everywhere All at Once. I would not be mad about them taking away any of these awards at all because I think they fucking deserve it um, if they were to win them. But my my personal pick would be the Banshees of Innocent and Mark McDonough script for that movie. But uh, everything everywhere all at once, I think, would be my prediction. Pick Banshees of Innocent and Prediction Everything Everywhere all at once. Alrighty, now. Directing. Directors. People making movies. Um, our nominees are... Our nominees are... The Banshee's Venus Sheeran, directed by Mark McDonough. Everything, Everywhere All at Once. Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert. Fableman, Steven Spielberg. Tar, Todd Field, Triangle of Sadness. Ruben Osland. Now, it is actually... I think it's between the Daniels and Steven Spielberg. i I don't think it should go to Steven Spielberg. I'm sorry. I just don't think it should go to them. Um, again, from making a movie that only they could make. It mean, looks that movie is about Steven Spielberg's like part in his own life, but he had someone on with him, Tony Kushner, to to write that with him. And I'm not saying that you know discounts the story or anything like that, but he had someone there to write the to, to write the story um, of him. But Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner, this is a very um, this again this this movie. It can only be made by the Daniels. When I, when I think of a film that can only be made, this, this, this DNA inside this film can only be made by the Daniels. Um, these, these men deserve that award. So my pick and prediction are Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner for everything, everywhere, all at once. And I would love for them to walk away with that award uh, on Monday night. Monday? Monday for us in Australia. All right. Big ones. Big ones. Actor in a supporting role. Let's start with that one. Actor supporting role. Brendan Gleason, Brian Tyree Henry, Judd Hirsch, Barry Kiergan, or Kian, or how do you say his name? And Kihi Kwan. For everything, ever all at I'm going to be watching Causeway this weekend, uh, for Brian Tyree Henry's performance as well, just to catch what I, um, what's in that. I, I love Brian Tyree Henry, but I just want to see what was in that that they that they saw. Um, Judd Hirsch, he's the like the Bradley Cooper pick for like having that five minutes of scream time, like how Bradley had that in, uh, Licorice Pizza. I don't think it's gonna Judd. I don't think it's gonna go to Judd Hirsch. Now Barry Keoghan won the BAFTA for actor in a supporting role, but if I am confident. Once again, I think it happened like the last few years as well. I am confident, 100% money on the table, putting that shit on sports bet, that this is going to go to Kihi Kwan for everything ever all at once. He has momentum. He has won all of the awards so far. I believe he has won most of the awards so far. He won the SAG and he's coming. He is coming. He's going to be standing on that stage. Um, on Monday on Monday this man is going to be standing on that stage holding that gold trophy my pick and prediction for actor in a supporting role is Kihi Kwan for everything ever all at once and my god I am so ready for that speech (laughs) it's going to be so great Um, now actress in a supporting role we have Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever we have Hong Chow for The Whale Kerry Condon for Banshees of Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Stephanie Sue for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Now, I don't think it's going to go. To, I don't think it's going to go to Stephanie Sue. I think, unfortunately, and like I love her, but the, the only award that she's running away with this season would be the uh, the Breakout Star from the Independent Spirit Awards, which happened, I believe, on the weekend, the previous weekend. Um. Now, I would have said Kerry Condon. Now, my pick is still Kerry Condon. I think she's the best out of all these. Um, I loved her in Bansha Vina Sheeran. And my pick would be Kerry Condon. Prediction, though, that's the one that's changing, right? I thought it was just going to go to Angela Bassler. That was going to give her for the Black Panther Wakanda forever. And look, I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the performance. So I can't say anything about the performance. But I know people, I've talked to a lot of people, and a lot of people are just saying, it's just that she's a legacy figure. They're just gonna. She's there just because she's a legacy figure. Um, it's a good performance, but it's not as a good performance as what we have here. Now, what I saw in the whale from Hong Chow, that that's a powerhouse performance. That is great. Jamie Lee Curtis, like I think, yeah, like yeah, she's fun, but I think she's just as kind of there with Stephanie Sue in terms of that film. I mean, she has a lot of uh, you know lets herself go in a lot of scenes and everything, and like yeah, it's it's fine, but. It doesn't really, it didn't really do anything for me. It just didn't really do anything for me. And look, Jamie won the sag uh, a uh, couple of weeks ago. Look, my pick is going to carry Kerry Condon still for Banches of Inisharan. But I just, I, I think if they're going to go left turn and if they're going to go predictable, prediction Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So pick Kerry Condon, Banches of Inisharan, prediction Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay, actor in a leading role. Nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for Banshee's of Inishiran, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Port Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Scratch those last two out, they're not getting it. Um, good performances, but not, they're not getting it. Um, now, it's really between Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, and Brendan Fraser. Now, Brendan Fraser won the SAG. The boy won the SAG. But Austin Butler, I think, won the BAFTA. Austin Butler won the BAFTA, I think, for Elvis. So, it's, uh, it's a tough race. I think it's be- really between these two. Colin Farrell, he might have got it. Or did Colin Farrell get the BAFTA? I think I was looking at that wrong. Colin Farrell got the BAFTA, I'm pretty sure. I, th- I think Colin Farrell got the BAFTA, actually. Um, he got the Golden Globe as well for that movie. But Austin Butler as well got the Golden Globe for Elvis. And they were that's when they were competing in the dr- dramatic category. And Austin Butler beat Brendan Fraser for the Golden Globes. But I also think that he didn't get the Golden Globe because the Golden Globes are fucking just cunts. And uh, they didn't want to nominate Brendan Fraser. They didn't want to give it to Brendan Fraser because, you know, they have a relationship. They have a, uh, let's just say a uh, not-so-great relationship with him. Um, And that is their fault, really. So... I just think that he wasn't given that award because they didn't want to give it to him because of their fucking pride and what or whatever. Uh, but I think it's going to go, look, double up, double up, baby. Pick Brendan Fraser. Prediction, Brendan Fraser for the whale. Um, I want to see it. We all want to see it. Let's be honest here. We all want to see it on that night. Brendan Fraser coming back after years of being away. Brendan Fraser coming back on that stage, holding that gold trophy, crying. But being strong, but crying, and just and we're we're crying too. I'm crying as well. I'm gonna be sitting there in my fucking living room crying as well. Um, but it's gonna to go to Brendan Fraser. Come on, let's do this. I'll pray on it. <laughs> I will. I am not a religious man, and I will p- pray on this. Um, yeah. Pick and prediction: Brendan Fraser for the whale. And actress in a leading role, we have Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna for Blonde. Andrew Risenbro for the two Leslie, Michelle Williams for the Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for everything, everywhere, all at once. Scratch out Andrew Risenbro. Yep, yeah, yeah, you tried. You had a good campaign. Scratch out Michelle Williams, Fablemans, bye-bye. Anna Diarmas. look, I did like your performance in that movie, but you're gone too. It's between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. Now, I would have said that it's Kate Blanchett. It's her trophy to lose, Right. And my pick is still going to be Kate Fatah. As much as I love both of these performances, my pick is going to be Kate Fatah. But there's a lot of love for Michelle Yo uh, recently, and deservedly so. And she won the SAG. She did win the SAG. So, and that just usually the SAG. When I when I bring up the SAG so much, I'm bringing up the SAG so much because the SAG because the SAG usually telegraphs who is going to win uh, the Oscar on the night. So, uh. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh won the SAG. So I'm just going to say it. It would have been Kate Blanchett picking prediction, but pick Kate Blanchett for TAR, but prediction. And look, I'm not going to be mad about it too. It'd be so great to see. Uh, Prediction is Michelle Yeoh for everything, everywhere, all at once. And finally, best pitcher. I think they're going to do it, guys. But let's get over these categories. Let's go over these nominees again. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inner Sheeran, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. A lot of love for all these. A lot of love. Um, and my pick, I think because of just recency bias, I would say The Banshees of Inner Sheeran and maybe Tar... But I just don't think there's not a lot of energy around this. There's not a lot of energy around these nominees anymore. Um, Banshees, maybe. Just don't give it. To, don't give it to the Fablemans. Just don't. I just I do like the Fablemans. I do like that film. I I think it's really good. But just don't give it to the Fablemans. Like just because it's about movies and making movies about Steven Spielberg and his childhood and everything, and uh, everyone loves Steven Spielberg because Hollywood loves nothing more than a movie about themselves. Just don't give it to the Fablemans. I'm just going to say that. Just don't... I swear to fucking God, if they give it to the Fablemans, that is going to be the most fucking boring pick out of all of these. If I could talk about a boring pick from all these, even Elvis is more fucking energetic from what I've heard. And and look, I've I've seen a Baz Luhrmann film. The editing must be off fucking tits. So, uh, Elvis... Is more of that. Avatar The Way of Water. I didn't even like that movie. And that was. I think that will be. That should be more win more than The Fablemans. Or Quiet on the Western Front. Should win more of it. I think the most boring pick here is The Fablemans. Do not go with The Fablemans. But. My pick and prediction now. After all this energy. After all this momentum. After all the love and the hype. It'd be such a great thing to see. I think. Pick and prediction. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It would just show, I think, as well, how far... I'm not, not going to give too much of credit to the Academy, but we had that win for Parasite in 2019, and I just think it'll... in Sorry, 2020, my bad. Uh, but I, and I just think it'll just be really nice to see a very, very unique film having the Best Picture award. And then seeing the Daniel's on stage again would be just great. Um I can imagine a great speech as well, coming from um, both Kwan and China as well, and, um, and Jonathan Wang too. It'd be just nice to see. I think it'd be nice, really nice to see, and a champion of being weird. And I'm all going to be for that. My pick and prediction is everything, everywhere, all at once for best picture. Let's go. And that is it, guys. That is the end. That is all the nominees. What did you think of my uh, pick and predictions? Let me know if, if you want. Um, I think there's like a new Q&A feature on Spotify, which you can um, get onto and um, get involved with that. And I think I might make that the question for uh, this this week's podcast. The Oscars are on in Australia. They're on Monday, the 13th, and I believe at 12 p.m. It never, I never, never changes. Um, will they go for four hours this time? Uh, you know, instead of going for what they think is going to be two hours or two and a half hours, but really going for four hours, will there be unnecessary comedic skits? Will there be terrible hosting from Jimmy Kimmel? Will there be um, unnecessary time-wasting, like I said, um, but just in general, unnecessary time-wasting? Um Will the technical awards be actually fucking... T- yes, they are going to be televised this year. Thank fucking God. God, that pissed me off last year. Um, good to see that again. But uh, will everyone get the recognition? Will they cut off uh, everyone who is trying to talk? Please don't do that. Learn after the SAGs. Don't fucking do that. Let the people talk. Um, especially the people that really deserve these awards and I just hope it's a good one. I just really hope it's a good one. I don't think I hope we don't have another fucking slap like we did um, but of course there's going to be plenty of mo- of there's going to be plenty of stuff to talk about in our recap. Um, there's going to be some surprises. There's are probably going to be some big things that happen. Um, and there's probably going to be a lot of happiness as well in terms of the winners as well. So I'll be here next week again talking about the Oscars in our recap, our part two of this special in the recap and I can't wait to have you again and uh, we'll talk about it. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this Oscar special. Uh, Take care, be well, and I'll see you on the other side.